What's going on, Cryptoland? My name is Phil. This is the Fun with Crypto podcast. We're in season two, and this is episode 25. I hope everybody's having a great week. Uh, we've got a very interesting, creative guest with us tonight. Uh, he goes by the name of Brecky von Bitcoin or Crypto Brecky on Twitter, and we just totally. Uh, go all out there and it's uh, it's kind of funny right I, I tried to start up this you know th- this recording and and I just could not remember the uh, the name of the piece of um, of art of dally that uh, that he did so it it just that's the way it kicked off it just kicked off in a weird way and I left it like that and I really hope that everybody uh, enjoys this uh, this really interesting super cool conversation with by far one of the most creative people I've I've met in the Bitcoin space so, without further ado, here's my conversation with Crypto Brecky. All right, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. I've got a very special guest who's extremely creative and in the Bitcoin space, and I found him through uh, one of the one of the many prints that he has. But uh, I ended up purchasing this print called uh, the uh, the Persistence. Oh, it's terrible. I don't remember the name of it. Maybe I'm just going to leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. Um, anyways, um, he also does uh, he also does a, um, a YouTube series called Blockchain and Morty, and um, I really find his tweets super interesting. And he really puts out a lot of really creative material, and I think it's awesome that he's doing this in the Bitcoin space and helping to push Bitcoin out there in the mainstream. And I'd like to give a warm welcome to Crypto Brecky. Crypto Brecky, thank you so much for joining us on the Fun with Crypto podcast. Uh, you're more than welcome. Uh, yeah, everyone, Brecky von Bitcoin here. I go by <laughs> Crypto Brecky, at Crypto Brecky on the Twitters and the Instagrams and all that fun stuff. Uh, just really happy to be here. So, Dankeschön. Thank you very much for joining us. I. I although I, I am having a little bit of a difficult time uh, understanding you as... I mean, this is going to be a pretty. Is there any way that you can do a like, just like a an English accent? Uh, well, I'm not. I can't do like English English, but I, I can try like an American accent. If you can uh, do that. Yeah, you know, I did that once on one podcast, and now they keep asking me to do it for some reason. So, um, hold on, uh, American, American, American. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, okay, all right, we're good. How's this? Is that good? You understand me now? <laughs> I understand you totally. That's awesome. Okay, so look, I definitely want to get right into it. Um, where, you know, how did this happen? How did you get into Bitcoin? Like, I see you as a very creative, like, very out there personality. And you, you put out, like, some also some controversial stuff, too, you know? Like, you, you get a lot of feedback. So, I mean, like, where, where did this all begin? How did, how did you become you? Controversial. Well, we got to get into that. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's controversial. Well, no, not <laughs> um, not bad controversial. But I, I just mean yeah, like you yeah. know sometimes you'll put out something in like good nature. Provocative. Yeah, provocative. exactly. Provocative is maybe the better way to explain it. Sure. Um, so how did I get into all this fun stuff? That's a really good question. Um, so I definitely heard about Bitcoin when I was in college um, and university back in the day. Um, I think almost like as it was like. Maybe not right when it came out, but definitely maybe in 2011 or 2012, I definitely knew about it. Um, I bought, I originally bought two Bitcoins. Uh, this was in 2013. I bought them at the top <laughs> and then Gox happened and uh, we totally crashed. Um, and at the time, I didn't know what 
a blockchain was. I didn't know what proof of work was. I didn't, I don't even think I knew who Satoshi was. Well, we still don't know who Satoshi is, but you know, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of Satoshi. Um, and it was basically, I got into it because, you know, the idea of, of digital money just made complete sense to me. Like I played, like, you know, I used to, there was a brief moment in time where I was addicted to World of Warcraft. So I understood like in-game currencies and I was like, okay, this makes sense. Um, and I definitely got, you know, bit by a little bit of the price action going on and I FOMO'd in. Um, and also I was, I was traveling. I was about to go live in, um, in Russia for a little bit of time. Um, and I was thinking to myself, you know, like, you know, my family has some, some like history doing business in Russia and we know how like the banks there basically suck and they'll, you know, the government can take your money and all that. And I was like, you know what, I want something that no one can take away from me. I probably can't spend it, but just in case I, I have something, you know, and that's kind of why I got myself a little bit of Bitcoin. Um, but then Gox happened, we crashed. I did not panic sell. Um, I don't understand how people do that. You know, it's, I you have to really really not believe in Bitcoin to do that. And I still thought it was going to come back. I just knew it was a matter of time. So I became a hodler without actually knowing what that was at the time. Um, and so let's see, around that time, I said graduated college and then I, I had moved to LA to, um, to move in, to go into the movie industry. Um, and so I was in film school and so that's where some of my like, you know, creative storytelling comes from. Um, and around 2016, 2017, I started paying more attention. You know, I opened up my Coinbase app to see, um, you know, what was Bitcoin at? Can I, you know, can I get my money back? You know, um, and I see something called Litecoin and Ethereum. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, so I bought a little bit of those two things. Still didn't know what a blockchain was. Um, uh. And <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I'm, I'm a repentant, uh, recovering shitcoiner. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. I come from some <laughs> shitcoin too, so don't worry. It's okay. We're... You know, we were sinners and now, you know, we've seen the light, but continue. Exactly. <laughs> um, right. So that happened. And then kind of 2017, 20, you know, as, as we had that run up, you know, into the, into the bull market, you know, I was like, well, holy shit, what's going on? Um, and every morning uh, my roommate and I would wake up and we would have coffee or breakfast and, and, and talk about uh, crypto. And so, um, you know, I go by the name Brecky von Bitcoin now. Um, but I used to call myself crypto breakfast. And that yeah. was actually a reference to the fact that like, you know, one morning I, he, he texts me crypto and breakfast. I'm just like, that's an interesting combination of words. And I went out and made my first video. Um, and at the time, so basically I didn't know about crypto Twitter at all. I kind of was against Twitter and I was only on Instagram and I, I wanted to um, do something creative that wasn't, you know, movies at the time because movies take forever to make and no one ever watches them. And, you know, I, I needed something short form. And so I was becoming obsessed with crypto and I was really, really angry at all the scammers and bad actors that I was seeing. And so uh, the crypto breakfast later, Brecky Von Bitcoin character, because um, part of it is a bit of a character, um, was originally in response to all these scammers. So I would go out and sort of make fun of these scammers and influencers and, and parody them. Um, and I guess I kind of became one myself, but not a bad actor, a good actor, you know? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so let's see. And then Blockchain and Morty came about because I'm a massive Rick and Morty fan, as is my brother. And we watch it all the time. And he, one day he came home with a new toy. It was a, um, a plastic portal gun. And it, you know, it has a light and it makes a sound. And I was playing around with it. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can like cut together a cool video 
um, that goes from like, you know, the actual portal gun to a little Rick and Morty clip. Um, and so I did that and I was like, I wonder if I can, you know, like make this about crypto. And so I did, and it's this horrible, horrible, like 10, 15 second video. Um, and from there it kind of snowballed. Um, I was like to myself, I wonder if I can animate the intro and I didn't know how to animate. And I kind of taught myself on with that project. Um, and I did it. And then, you know, I, I would make an episode that was about a minute or two long. And I made a couple of those. And as time went by, the episodes got longer, uh, more detailed. The voices got much, much better. If you go listen to like episode one versus the latest episodes, it's, uh, you know, it's completely different. Um, and people seem to like it. So, you know, at that point, I was, I, you know, I, I I'd been bitten by the crypto bug. I just didn't know how bad the bite was. Turns out the bug, the bite was very bad uh, in a good way. And um, so I, when I had my first Whoa. viral video with blockchain and Morty, you know, I was dealing with um, a movie I was producing and I basically, you know, this movie took two years to make and, you know, we don't even know if anyone's going to see it and all this, this nonsense. And, you know, I spend four on a video and 80,000 people on Twitter see it. And I'm just like, you know what? I want to make an impact with movies and that's really, really difficult. It doesn't always happen. And you know what? You can have a much bigger impact with, with short form viral content. Um, that was a big realization for me. So I didn't know how I was going to stay in the crypto world, but I knew that I wanted to um, and kind of had to. And so as time was going by, I, you know, I continued to make uh, movies. I mean, not movies, uh, like videos like blockchain Morty. And to this day, I still do, but now it's more of a, I make them when I feel like it's really needed by the community. Um, so like, you know, with the recent um, business with Hodlnot, um, that was actually the first episode of blockchain Morty I made where I, I, I didn't have time to make it. I didn't really want to make it, but it was, I kind of felt like I had to, um, like I needed to satire what was going on. Yeah. Um, and so I did. And so I'll still make them, but I, you know, only going to do it maybe once a month, once every two months. And the hard part is, you know, I couldn't get paid for the videos. And I, frankly, I'd, I'd love to, but, you know, it's not my intellectual property. Like what I'm doing is, is parody and satire. And so I think it's, it falls under fair use. But if I were to monetize it, then, um, you know, that would be a big no-no. You know, and I've been offered lots of money by scammy ICOs to make them like an ad video with Rick and Morty. And I've had to turn them down. Well, I didn't have to. I wanted to, but, you know. And you and did so, the right thing. Yes. <laughs> it, there was definitely a moment where I considered it and I'm very glad I made the right decision. Um, and then to take us to the present day, because I couldn't monetize, I, um, I, you know, I reached a point where some guys wanted me to actually host a crypto talk show and it just wasn't the right time. Um, the market was tanking and there just wasn't money for it. And I'm kind of glad it tanked because um, it allowed me, as I was waiting for like the deals to, to, like, to come together and they didn't end up coming together, um, I jumped back into artwork. And so now I'm actually, um, you know, supporting myself with uh, my website where I heard that, which is how you found me. So with various prints and, and merchandise and all sorts of fun apparel. Um, but then also with um, like custom sculptures that I'm making for various companies. Um, so I have, uh, I can't really talk about it, but I have a commission I've been working on for a really long time with a big crypto company. Um, and we're going to be unveiling it soon. So I'm very excited about that. But um but yeah, so that's kind of what I'm doing now. Um, I could talk for hours, so you gotta you gotta jump in. That's totally incredible. Yeah, no, I was just uh, <laughs> I was actually going to uh, ask you, you know, about uh, you know about how you, you know, like 
how you got into deciding to do a website. So I, I was actually going to ask you about that because I noticed that you do have like you, you have that uh, that piece there, the uh, the buy Bitcoin, that flak jacket kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. the uh, the yellow. Sure, yeah. And and I, I think like I, I feel like that was a controversial piece. Did that um, did, did that catch on? Because like I, I really feel that uh, it's, it's it. I mean, it it's it out there. Yeah. Yes. Um, I didn't really receive too much flack for it. Um, maybe one or two people who, you know, are really deep into the, the Gilets Jaunes, like the Yellow Vest movement, were like, you know, no, it wasn't them. It was actually some Bitcoiners who were like, we don't want to get lumped in with them. Like, that's a different movement. Um, but to me, it was more about the imagery. And I, I, I saw the image of um, that Parisian guy with a vest that said, buy Bitcoin. And I was like, that that needs to be on a piece of clothing um, because people, they're going to stop and see it. And it's actually probably my best selling uh, item in the store. Um, cool. I've sold a bunch to like, I'm obviously I'm not going to share their info, but like no. I actually sold some to like some core devs and some like people working on Bitcoin. I like saw the name and I was like, Oh, I know that person. That's cool. <laughs> um, so that was kind of flattering. Um, but yeah, the website came about purely because I, I was in between you know, projects. I was waiting for this deal to hit and I was like, I need to build something. I need to monetize. I need to, I need to get another creative outlet. Um, so, so I saw, yeah. uh, actually I saw that you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like you did some kind of candle artwork as well. Was that- yeah, I was, uh, kind of in that period where I was, I took like three weeks of time. It was like winter break and no one was here. And I was just like, I'm going to work on artwork and see what I can make. Um, and so I made this mold, um, of like a Bitcoin symbol, and I realized, you know, I, I make resin pieces with it, and which I'm selling. But uh, I was like, oh, I can make candles. It's, you know, and there's the whole idea with green candles and red candles and trading. So I made a set of green and red candles. And I don't think I'm actually going to sell them. I might make them for friends and do giveaways and that kind of thing. Because um, it's labor intensive and the ROI just isn't, isn't great on them. But, you know, they're fun. So. Yeah. So let me ask you this, though. Uh, besides the artwork and everything that you that you do for Bitcoin, you know, getting you know, spreading the word out there organically. Um, do you, do you like, are, are you into the tech at all? Like, uh, like lightning or do you, do you like any of that or do you? Sure. So, um, I'm still learning. Um, I've, I mean, I have, I've we, all are. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Um, I, I still have, you know, uh, mastering Bitcoin sitting on my bookshelf and I haven't, I'm too daunted to actually get into it. Um, but uh, no, I've set up a you know I've set up a Lightning node on a Raspberry Pi. I've set up another node on a desktop using Pierre Richard's node launcher. Um, I'm a huge proponent of Lightning. I'm really excited by what it's doing. Um, I'm actually lucky enough to have a friend who uh, lives down the street who um, is a blockchain dev. Um, he was a Stellar dev, and now I'm bringing him over to Bitcoin. Um, so we're working on a Lightning uh, gaming application together. So I'm I'm not a coder. Um, I have, it's on my schedule, like literally on a piece of paper here. I'm trying to code a Telegram <laughs> bot for my Telegram channel, but uh, I'm nowhere near technical enough to do that yet. Um, but learning and interested in it. Um, you know, I'm a kind of a logical person, and, and the logic of coding really appeals to me. Um, so one day, but that's you know my focus. I, I'm also not not a coder either. Um... You know, I've, I, I come from a network background, like network administration. Um, so I'm technical, but I, I can't write code for shit. Um, yeah. I, I mean, everything I've ever written never works. And I've said that on multiple <laughs> podcasts. And I, I, I'd like, I, I guess I'd say that I'd like to be a great coder one day. But the reality is, is that I will never spend the 10,000 hours that it takes to even get, 
you know, to even get good enough to write something that runs. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I, I have this pipe dream of, you know, I'd love to say one day that, oh yeah, I have a, a commit to the Bitcoin GitHub, but you know, that's probably not going to happen. My, my mom has this phrase, uh, a shoemaker should make shoes. Um, and I don't totally buy it, you know, like the whole well, idea that, you know, like I think if you wanted to, if you wanted to put the 10,000 hours in, like anyone can learn to do anything Yes, to, to some extent, you know, natural talent is different and what you're best at is a totally different thing. But, you know, they say you can't, you know, teach an old, an old dog new tricks, but I don't, I don't buy that. You know, I think anyone can learn and relearn and, you know, yeah. It has to, I mean, obviously I think to you, to your point, I mean, it also has to do with desire, right? Like you really do like, let, let's be honest, you know, like you didn't end up doing what you did, you know, like with your website and, and having blockchain and Morty because you didn't have a desire for this, you know, like that, that comes from a passion. And, and I think that, yes, you know, like you, you can learn if you're passionate enough it's it has to do i think with overcoming adversity you know how how passionate and how willing are you to overcome that ad- whatever adversity stands in your way to learning that talent or or whatever it is because i exactly. i mean i'm also not a uh, i i'm not artistic in any way like i look at a lot of the stuff that you make and it's like it's amazing i i could never make anything like that and it, it's okay i i know that i'm not good at that but you know, I, I love Bitcoin and I figure I can do a podcast because I'm good at tech. So mm-hmm. at the very least, I can put together audio and, you know, <laughs> send it <laughs> out. You are so good. I'm having fun. So. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I still get to be, you know, you still get to be involved and you still get to be in the, uh, you know, like um, in the know and making sure that you're not falling behind on the tech. You mm-hmm. know, well, that's also one of the things that like I try to remind people of all the time and I, I'm a firm believer in is that, you know, Bitcoin is a movement and like there's been this whole like, you know, toxicity thing on Twitter lately and, you know, hardcore maximalist being like there is no Bitcoin culture and all this kind of nonsense. And I'm just like, I don't know that I agree with that. Like, I don't think anyone can say what the culture is. That's, you know, pompous. But, um, you know, there Bitcoin has created and spawned all these wonderful things that surround it. And, you know, people like you, like me, like anyone like I, I know a guy who loves wine you know he really loves drinking wine and he uh, I think he's on YouTube but he basically talks about which wine gets paired with which cryptocurrency and you know what like that's not a technical thing he's not solving anything but he's having fun and he's spreading knowledge and awareness and you know people it's say that like the code speaks for itself and I think you know the Bitcoin code does but without people the code doesn't matter like it can't, none, none of this exists without us. So everybody's important. Everybody matters. Um, some more than others, but, uh, <laughs> you know, everyone's contributing and that's what, that's what matters. Okay. So I want to go back to something you just said right there about the, uh, the Bitcoin culture and, and, you know, toxic maximalists and everything. And yes, I totally agree. That's definitely a, a big theme going on again. It, it always seems to be these themes coming back. And of course, now they're getting more and more developed because there's, there's bigger and bigger audiences and there's more and more people partaking in these discussions. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, so I, I had this discussion and not just me, we actually, um, with, um, Ansel Linder who does, uh, Bitcoin and markets, um, we, he has this uh, Bitcoin banter thing that he does uh, every month where a whole bunch of us get together and we all talk about different, you know, different going goings on with Bitcoin. And uh, one of the other podcasters who you may listen to his podcast, it's uh, Citizen Bitcoin. And um, it, it's a really great podcast. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Um, and he 
he um, he was talking about something, and I know his idea has slightly changed, but I don't want to speak for him, um, about the social contract of Bitcoin. And people say there's no such thing as that, and it's all bullshit, and this and that. And, mm-hmm. and, and I can see both sides of the argument, because at the end of the day, Bitcoin is about... Right. You know, like a a store of value. It's about, you know, it's about money. And, you know, whether people want to accept it or not, it is about greed. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's an aspect of greed to it. But to your point, as a result of these things, we've created this culture, this thing that has spawned out, you know. So it's like, is there a social contract? Like it may not be written in the code, but, you know, like. People that are at least Bitcoiners, um, I don't want to speak for necessarily everybody, but, you know. You don't want to re- represent the whole community? You don't want to like yeah. defend crypto? Like, you know. No, I, I don't. Uh, not to a certain because I'm sorry, I can't defend shitcoining. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I can't say that when it comes to, to Bitcoin, at least the people that I've met are the kind of people that I want to talk to, you know, like for you, like you, for instance, mm-hmm. and, you know, many other people like, you know, the, a lot of the people in, in the Bitcoin plebs group and or plebs, however you want to pronounce it. Um, and, you know, a lot of the uh, so-called toxic, you know, Bitcoin maximalists on Twitter. I, I think that in real life, you know, like regardless of what they're saying on Twitter, like I think they're doing great things. And it's because they are who they are that they are finding themselves in this place doing this thing. And as a result, we are getting this whole entire culture that's growing. I agree. <laughs> what, what, what was the question? <laughs> no, I, it wasn't. I don't even know if it was a question. It was just a comment <laughs> to your thing about the culture. So I guess in like the, the social contract you're asking. Yeah, well. it, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, so to your I, I guess I was just agreeing with you and wanted to explain why, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that so much. So I, I do think that that there, there is a culture. But do you do you think that what do you think of the wording social contract? Is that the right wording? Is that the wrong wording? I, I don't know if it's the right wording because to it doesn't have anything to do with the code. <laughs> so. Right. I mean, to me, it's almost not irrelevant. Like Bitcoin doesn't owe anyone anything, you know, like, like there's no expectation. You shouldn't have expectations with Bitcoin. Like I can't remember who's, it was, you know, beauty on, he wrote an article. Um, he blocked was, me. Oh, did he? Yeah. I, and I don't know why. I actually, uh, if if he, I mean, I, I'm sure he won't end up listening to this podcast, but. <laughs> hey, beauty, um, how are you doing? You know, if, if he does, uh, I, I don't know why I was blocked. I never actually, um, I never actually uh, argued with him. I actually didn't know who he was. And I only found out who he was because he was like, I was blocked. Somebody yeah. po- posted something from him and I was like, oh, tweet's unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mm. So I've been I, getting a few more, more and more of those. I guess people are blocking me. It must be uh, altcoiners, but uh, yeah. But he he basically wrote an article that was like yes. I think it was titled "Bitcoin Is," um, and it was about how people need to kind of let go of their preconceptions of what Bitcoin should be. Um, and I'm a well, I'm I've been lazy and I haven't done this in a while, but I'm I used to be an avid meditator, and in meditation you really learn not to judge, you know, and so. To me, that's kind of a philosophy I apply to Bitcoin. And, you know, I, I there's these ideas of what I think it is and what it can I think it can do and what it should be used for. But like the end of the day, that's not up to me. None of it's up to me. Even the culture is not up to me. As much as I, you know, work to help try to create that culture and put, you know, content out into that culture, you know, culture like language is something that exists on its own. Like like look at the word hodl, for instance, or biddle, you know, like whether you like them or not, like they're now part of the lexicon. That's right. And you can't force it. And I think that's part of the culture too. So like those toxic maximalists, like 
more toxic than me who are, who like are trying to be like, this is how Bitcoin was. And you know, if you're new, you need to learn like that's horseshit. Like, like who are, who are they? Like, they're going to be like, if that's how they feel, then, you know, they're probably going to become irrelevant. Um, but, but I don't, one more, one last thing on that. Like, for instance, like someone like John Carvalho, who I like, I have a lot of I respect for, he, he called me out, I think for, for yes. shilling BlockFi. And I really like BlockFi. Like I use it. I, I, you know, I only put as much Bitcoin in as I'm willing to lose. Like I, you know, it's adjusted to my risk profile, but you know, there are those toxic maximalists who are like not, not your keys, not your Bitcoin only, no custody, no nothing. Like they're the far extreme. And what's funny is I'm not actually mad about that. Like I actually think having them here is valuable because, you know, yes, they're like the crazy ones, like, who, you know, they're like the tinfoil hat guys, but, you know, without them, you know, beating the drums, like then, you know, I wouldn't have, you know, basic OPSEC, you know, like I would probably keep everything on Coinbase still because they hadn't been, you know, overdoing it on the other side of things. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and uh, to your point, though, about uh, about BlockFi. So, yes, the whole thing about not your keys, not your coin. I mean, look, in, in, have, OK, have, have you ever suffered through a scam? Like in, in, in Bitcoin yeah. or, you know, like in any one of these shit coins. I mean, I'm really sorry, but for me, <laughs> it's extremely important to have my keys. You yeah, know, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I know what it's like. Like, I'm an idiot. So <laughs> um, I've never been scammed in that way. Um, I've actually been like scammed through like a social ploy, basically. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about this real quick because it, 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 it I, I couldn't, I was so angry at myself. Um, so I, I used to do giveaways on Twitter, you know, to help like promote growth a little bit and oh. give back. And so what happened was I did a giveaway. I announced the winners. I, I look this. and I say, D, and I say, DM me. And I look in my inbox and I get a message and it's from the guy, or I think it's from the guy. And, um, and he's like, hey, you know, I don't really want the whatever you were giving away. Like it was like a wallet from my website or something that I was selling. It's like any chance you can just give me Bitcoin. And I'm just like, well, I can give you the value in Bitcoin, which is like, you know, like 10 bucks or something like that. Uh, like what my cost was basically. Um, and he's like, oh, OK, fine. And so I do that. And then I go back to my inbox and there's another message from the same guy, but it's in a separate, you know, message. And I realized that he had... Um, uh, like the name had like a letter L in it. Yes. And it to a capital I. And these people are on Twitter. They're looking for giveaways. They change their handle immediately to something that can spoof someone and they, they get you. Um, oh, and yeah. I'm, and I was angry at myself because a week earlier, someone had tried to do that and I'd caught it. And this time I just, I was, I was like tired and I wasn't paying attention and I, I did it before I'd even like thought about it. Um, so that was just my pure stu stupidity. Um, uh, that's brutal, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is, and, and you know, I know the feeling after a ten dollar lesson. I'll take it. You know, it could be yes. much much worse. Absolutely, but I just mean it's brutal because you feel like taken advantage of. Like, really, yeah. you know, you're trying to do something decent, and like people are screwing you over. It's so weak. And, it's like, I, but there's, I wish... there's always sharks. You know. Yeah, man, it's, it's a shame. I, I I have some morals. I are you know I'd be a great scammer. <laughs> I, don't, don't worry, it's okay. You're not missing anything. I, I can tell you. I, I you know what? I know a lot of scammers, and they in the end it, it always catches up to you. I don't care if it takes thirty years. Yeah, man, it feels know? much better to build something and to own it and to actually you know see the fruits of your labor and not just steal from people. You know, I, just, I, I don't know how you can feel good about yourself by doing that. So. 
you know what um it, it's it's important it's important it's, i um my father would uh, my father told me this you know you you got to be respectful to the people on the way up because you're going to see every single one of them on the way down mm-hmm. and it's it's absolutely true in every with every person you know in every walk of life like you know what i mean it's you, you respect yourself you'll respect others and as a result it you know it, it's a it's a positive feedback loop mm-hmm but I, I want to go back to something that you said, because I, I love John Carvalho, of course, and I totally recall that Twitter conversation. Okay. <laughs> and, and of course, it was obviously, it's like, ah, it's so tough because, you know, it, it's like BlockFi. It's like, you know, sure, they're doing the stuff with Bitcoin, but there's some serious shit coinery going on over there, you know, and it's like, I. The problem is, they're, I think they're, it, it they're not. The culture. Like, yes. Like, back to like, can you t- say what the culture is? Can you force it? Like ideally, yes, it is ideal that everyone has their own keys, everyone is their own bank, everyone runs their own node. But and I think we should encourage that. But people are going to do what they're going to do. Like yes, you have to accept that they are going to do what they're going to do. And there's another one that's doing it also, which is Celsius Network. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know who they are, but oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm instead of putting all my eggs in one basket, I split <laughs> some of them between both, so I'm a little safer. <laughs> So not financial I, advice that doesn't make you safe at all. I, I actually, um, in, in one of my previous podcasts, I had talked about Celsius Network because I also, I did my research. I looked up Alex Mashinsky, the the guy. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I know we're supposed to trust, not verify. He's not a scammer. He's the guy that created VoIP, the VoIP protocol. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not a dumbass. And he even specifically says the reason why we can give the rates we're giving is because we're not taking what the banks take. Mm-hmm. He goes, he, he goes, they can give you these rates. They simply choose not to. They don't have to. Now, exactly. okay, do I... Except why do they have a sell token? <laughs> ex- that's what kills me. Like, yeah. it's like, you can't make those comments and then have a sell token. And then, yeah. and and so for me, I, uh, you know, admittedly, I had Bitcoin over there and I moved it off recently. I took it off completely and I threw it all onto my Trezor. So mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, it, it's... Where do you, where do you keep the Trezor? Um, well, here, let me give you my address. <laughs> it's not only on one. Um, but anyways, uh, but anyways, uh, the, the point is, is that, you know, I, I just, it's very difficult. And to your point, people are going to do what they're going to do, you know? So it's, and it's such a fine line. Like I've seen the arguments, you know, it's like some really, it's really tough. Like I, do I agree with it? No. But are people going to do it? Yes, because everybody wants interest. And most recently, I don't know if you saw Dan Held or, you know, follow his tweets. But, mm-hmm. you know, recently he, you know, spoke favorably of BlockFi as well and put some, quote unquote, skin in the game, you know, putting his own Bitcoin to work over there. So it's it's like I, I get that they're it's almost like they're trying to bring the banking system into into Bitcoin or but the, like, do but you see that? Is, though, like, if we want a circular Bitcoin economy, like we, you know, our goal is hyper Bitcoinization eventually, right? You know, there's nothing inherently wrong with banking, in my opinion. But what's wrong is fractional reserve banking. And so, like, I would, you know, what's wrong with with keeping my Bitcoin in a in a bank? Some of it, not all of it. You know, people need eventually might need a loan in Bitcoin for whatever they're doing, and I get interest for providing a service. You know, like that. There are issues there, you know, but, you know, if they're over collateralized, like, I, you know, I don't think you can cut out banking. I don't think banking is bad. I think big banking is bad and central banking is bad. And there's a, a lot of people of don't money. make that. Exactly. And people don't make that distinction, you know, and with Bitcoin, you know, if people are doing the right things, like if they're, if they're keeping their books open, you know, like 
then you should be able to verify that, you know, your Bitcoin is still there or, you know, it's being it's been lent out and you, you still know where it is, let's say. But Would, um, wouldn't it be amazing if we could have that type of scenario where we could have the block fies in this, uh, you know, the block fies of the world and, you know, be able to also have our private keys? Like, yeah. it, it's like, I mean, obviously, I don't understand the tech enough to figure out why that can't be done. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, okay, so nobody wants this. I shouldn't say nobody wants this, but the toxic maximalist and, and some of like, and I'm sure some core devs who actually know how to write code, they, mm-hmm. you know, like, why don't they just create a, an engine that, you know, that can allow us to have our private keys and be able to quote unquote loan out our Bitcoin or whatever yeah, it is. I mean, like, fine, why not? They're too, busy, they're too busy arguing about the culture. It's, you know, it's not our fault. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like why not yeah, yeah so yeah i definitely find that tough but um okay so uh, let me ask you this though um any for for any noobs coming into the bitcoin space you know what uh what are your uh what's your advice you know some some noobs coming into the space they're, they're getting into bitcoin what what are what are crypto brekkies uh what's crypto brekkies list of not getting screwed <laughs> <laughs> not getting screwed um, or doing the right thing <laughs> I mean, I think just education first, you know, re- go read the Bitcoin standard, go read the Internet of Money, like hands down, start with those. They're incredible. Um, you know, I have some some friends who like other people in the space who like they have, you know, they they're not Bitcoin maximalists per se, but they love Bitcoin and like they haven't read the Bitcoin standard. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like I, I've told you 10 times you still haven't done it and you're preaching the good word, but you don't even know what you're saying. Like, you know go, go teach yourself, go learn, go read everything as much, go, as much as you can. Like there's so many resources out there. And also like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like there's so many people, um, you know, are for, like as an example, like I, I'm working on this lightning app um, and there are some legal issues, you know, around using lightning and gaming. Um, you know, you know, are, is it going to be considered gambling? You know, like if there are payouts, like we're, we're still figuring certain things out. Um, and you know what, maybe it's because I have like somewhat of a following that people will respond to me. But like, I found that like, even in the early days before my account grew bigger, like if you reach out to someone in Twitter, you don't waste their time with a long message and you say, Hey, I have a few questions about X. Would you mind helping me out? Most people are totally happy to help you. You know, like I reached out to Jake Travinsky, like the, you know, kind of well-known, uh, you know, crypto lawyer. And I reached out to lightning koala who built, you know, lightning chess and like, oh, you know, yeah. within, Within a day, they were like, hey, I'm happy to help, you know, here, you should talk to this lawyer. Oh, here's all the research I did. You know, like everyone in, in Bitcoin, at least, is incredibly welcoming if you know how to speak their language. Um, I think so, you said the key right there. <laughs> yeah, it takes some time <laughs> sitting on the sidelines to yes. absorb that, that famous culture we keep talking about. But, uh, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, don't use Coinbase. That's number one. Uh, buy Bitcoin with the Cash App if you live in the United States. Yay. Um, and even like little things like, like if you like, I, I hate to keep shilling things, but like if you don't want to buy Bitcoin right now, use Lolly. Use like there's so many like you can earn Bitcoin just by making purchases. Like these are amazing, amazing new tools that didn't exist when I first got into Bitcoin. Like, you know, I remember going to like a Bitcoin faucet and getting you know, one or two Satoshis back in the day. Like that was bullshit. It didn't feel real. Um, and you know, now I can go online and, you know, buy a pair of sneakers and get some Bitcoin for it. Like that's amazing. So um, yeah, don't be afraid. Dollar cost average. Stay away from shit coins. 
you know, it's pretty simple. It's not that hard to be a good Bitcoiner, I think. Don't argue with John Carvalho unless you really know what you're talking about. You know, that's it. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that you say that, though. It's it's like I I I thought that it was easy too, and I totally fell down the rabbit hole of shitcoinery. So <laughs> you know, it's you know what how it goes. I didn't. I started getting into altcoins before I understood Bitcoin. Like that's just what it was. I was just my like, mistake I too. Bitcoin, yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't see the value in proof of work as opposed to proof of stake. I hadn't like done my research. Like, uh, definitely for all the newbies, listen to your podcast, but also go listen to Tales from the Crypt. Oh yeah, go, I always mention Tales from the Crypt. Oh, hands that that like no offense, my favorite podcast. No, no, not at all. I, <laughs> I, I, I interviewed Matt O'Dell uh, not yeah. even two weeks ago. So I actually have a great, great story about Matt O'Dell. Um, so funny enough, I was going to a wedding um, down in the Caribbean. Um, and I, I've become like friends with Matt and Marty a little bit on Twitter just by like talking to them and like, you know, all that fun stuff. And I get a, a, a message from Matt. It's like, are you going to so-and-so's wedding? And I'm just like, what do you mean? Am I going to that wedding? Are you going to that wedding? And, uh, it turns out he's related to one of like my best friends from college. So like the, hopefully the last time I fanboy around him, but like, I got to spend <laughs> like a weekend down in the Caribbean drinking rum with Matt O'Dell, like on a boat like listening to like crypto conspiracy theories. And I basically like had a, had a 20, like a 48 hour uh, Tales from the Crypt po personal podcast. It, it was, it was amazing. Okay. That, that is by far one of the freaking coolest things I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I mean, like seriously, guy. that's, that, that is awesome. Cause he is such a cool guy and it, it was, yeah, that is incredible to get to spend that amount of time with him and getting to, you know, shoot the Bitcoin shit constantly. Yeah. And it was like, funny because like I, I'm sure he was like, ah, shit, you know, I'm going to be the Bitcoin guy at the wedding like usual. And I was like, ah, shit, I'm going to be the Bitcoin guy at the wedding. So instead we would like tag team evangelizing different people, you know, or like we'd be talking about it and some someone would come up and be like, oh, what's that? And, you know, one of us would be like, well, let us tell you, you know, <laughs> that's fantastic, man. That That is awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um Okay, so look, if uh, if anybody wants to uh, to reach you on Twitter, what uh, yeah, I'm obviously going to post your handle in the show notes, um, and I'm going to post a link to your YouTube in the show notes and your website in the show notes. But if people want to uh, reach you, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, I basically live on Twitter, so send me a DM at Crypto Brecky. That's B R E K K I E. Um, if it's crypto related or you have questions i'm always, i'm not an expert but always happy to talk about crypto and crypto artwork and all sorts of fun stuff um what else oh i'm gonna plug one thing um although it's not coming out for a little while i'm gonna be hopping onto a startup as the creative director um it's gonna be called change crypto and basically what we're gonna be doing is putting out the very first um brick and mortar crypto stores. Um, and what that means is basically aesthetically think like the Apple store, but for crypto. So basically selling, you know, all the latest gadgets and gizmos, hardware wallets and, and, uh, you know, t-shirts, apparel and artwork. And, you know, if hopefully we're going to have like a Hotel fuel cafe in there and, you know, maybe like a WeWork space and even like a, uh, you know, like a, you know, a geek squad that'll come and set up your node at home and, and educate you. And the whole idea is basically like, we want to put like a brand new, present a clean face uh, for crypto to the world, um, a safe place to learn and, you know, not like a lounge sponsored by Bitcoin.com. Also newbies stay away from Bitcoin.com and Roger Bear. Uh, <laughs> he was cool back in the day and now he's not. 
Um, but yeah, so that's really exciting. Um, cool. Also, if you if you're hearing this about change crypto and you have a really cool crypto product, shoot me a DM because I'm trying to aggregate all the cool crypto merch out there uh, so we can get it in the stores and help change crypto. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So I just want to thank you again very much, you know, for your time. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on my show. And uh, thank uh, you for me, man, this was this was. One of the more fun podcasts I've been on. It's always good to talk to Bitcoiners. Oh, cool. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully I can have you on again. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. So I hope everybody enjoyed my discussion with Crypto Brecky. Uh, I definitely did. It, uh, it, was totally, uh, it was totally unexpected um, in terms of uh, just how it was going to go. Um, I, I, really, I really enjoy talking with him. I mean, he... Uh, you know, he's definitely one of the people that uh, I, I look forward to seeing his tweets because I know he's going to definitely say something that's, you know, either going to make me smile or just make me laugh like crazy um, or just make me wonder. So um, anyways, I'm going to put links to his videos in the show notes and links to his Twitter in the show notes. And of course, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, I'm uh, on Telegram and at uh, and Twitter. It's at CoinIcarus. And for if you want to reach me by email, it's funwithcrypto at protonmail.com. Thank you very much, and I'll catch you all next time.